Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, my Lord, 
Thank you, Jesus. Open your mouth, church, and begin to worship. Begin to honor him. Begin to bless him. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I sing praises to your name.
call to worship. This is the second Saturday of January. It's January the 12th, 2019. We want to welcome you to the Saturday evening worship service of Refuge from the Storm Church. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, to all of our regular listeners and members and any and to any new listeners. It's a blessing to have you here this afternoon in worship, and we're glad you carved out a portion of your Saturday evening to spend with us in worship. The word says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Again, welcome to Refuge from the Storm, where our mission is one of hope, encouragement, and purpose. And when we consider the heavens and the works of God's fingers, the moon and the stars, which he has ordained, what is man that we are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Again, thank you for being here to join in worship with us. This afternoon, our serving team will consist of Pastor Millicent Black, who will deliver the preach word today, excuse me, Minister Juanita Purdy will deliver the preach word today. Our worship leader is Elder Carolyn Cunningham. And Elder Carolyn will also sing a beautiful opening song. 
Our top two managers today are Sister Helena Thompson, and she's assisted by Sister Cheryl Harvey. Sister Helena will also lead us to the throne of grace and altar prayer today. Let me just share with you some brief announcements for the coming week. We want to thank you on behalf of Pastor Black for joining in the corporate time of fasting and prayer as we enter our uh, 12th day of the 42-day Daniel fast. We began on January the 1st, and the fast will go through February the 12th. And in this time, Pastor is asking that we seek God's face through prayer and this uh, partial fasting that we commit to do the word of God and that we pray that the word will bring about change in our lives and those in whom we love and that we continue to seek the heart of God. Now on Wednesday, Pastor would like to invite you to our small group Wednesday night Bible study. And we're using uh, the material of the book named Anchored by Cynthia Cavanaugh. Now this coming Wednesday, that's Wednesday, January the 16th, the title of the lesson will be Tornadoes and Twisted Truth. The subtitle is Eli and Sons Leading Your Family. And if you uh, would like to prepare for that study uh, lesson, please read 1 Samuel, the second chapter. That's 1 Samuel, the second chapter. So please join us this coming Wednesday night. Pastor has also initiated um, a candlelight service this coming Wednesday night, the 16th, after the small group Bible study. And that candlelight service is entitled Justice for Victims of Torture. And I'm sure Pastor will um, expound on that a little later. Now that will be around, uh, the starting time will start around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Now that's after our regular Bible study which starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Excuse me, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, okay? So we're expecting to go about an hour and a half for um, Bible study, and after that, please join us uh, as we join in with another um, advocacy group called um, Targeted Massachusetts, and that's led by Brother Frank Allen. Now, if you check the newsletter, we actually have the call-in number for that um, candlelight service. And if you have a pen, I'll give it to you right now. That number is 646-749-3112. That's 646-749-3112. And the code is 450 414301. So uh, please plan to join in for the candlelight service. And just keep in mind that January is National Stalking Awareness Month. So that's pretty relevant. I'd also like to say that we continue to meet Monday through Fridays for the daily 
morning prayer call led by Pastor Millicent. We start at 6.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 5.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 3.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Uh, Pastor would like you to invite you as best you can to join in with us, uh, maybe just starting out with one morning a week, if at all possible. But uh, please take some time in 2019 to join in the daily morning prayer call. And then on Saturdays, uh, Sister um, Juanita Purdy facilitates our Saturday morning prayer call. Now, that call be, uh, begins at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 8.30 a.m. Pacific Time. That's the Saturday morning prayer call. A reminder that our prayer focus for January is guarding your heart. And uh, during this time, we ask that you include in your prayers that the Holy Spirit will allow us to be careful over our thought life. And the word says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Um, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So that's our prayer focus, guarding our hearts for January. Uh, Just a reminder in love that we... um, This past year, in 2018, we did have an opportunity to assist several TIs that are in the community who had need of financial assistance, whether that was uh, through illness or whatever the situation was. We did have an opportunity to show benevolence to other TIs. So we are asking and praying that in 2019, you continue to offer up your time and your talent as gifts unto the Lord and that you consider um, making a financial contribution to the church, to refuge from the storm church. And 2 Corinthians 9-7 says each one needs, should decide in their heart to give, not reluctantly or in response to pressure, but God does love a cheerful giver so that we are prepared in 2019 to continue to be available to TIs who may have a financial need and also to be a blessing to our our pastor. So thank you for listening to that announcement. And we're also praying that uh, you continue to send us your daily prayer requests, and you may send those to refugefromstorm at aol.com. Uh, if you have a need or you have a name you'd like for us to add to our prayer list, please please send those to refugefromstorm at AOL.com, and I'll make sure that Pastor Millicent and our Minister Juanita Purdy get those names, okay? Now, as we go through the service, just another gentle reminder that the talk to you technology is very sensitive and it picks up any background noise, so please... Mute your phones to protect the reverence of the service and to show respect to the speaker. So please just mute your phone. I think on most phones it's star six, I I believe. Um, Somebody can correct me. So we thank you for your attention to the announcements and please give them your consideration. And if you've forgotten anything, please just uh, look over the newsletter and 
it will call you uh, your attention and bring back to your remembrance everything that's going on in the coming weeks. So after we've had an opening song by Elder Carolyn, we will move into our worship service. Now, if all of our hearts and minds are clear, we'll ask um, Elder Carolyn to come, and then we'll move into our worship, and we ask the Holy Spirit, who's already with us, to move in us so that we will continue to worship in spirit and in truth. Be blessed this worship service. Amen. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, we are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord, and we pray that our unity may one day be restored, and they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. We will work with each other. We will work side by side. And we'll guard each man's dignity and save each man's pride. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. And we pray that our unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. And together we'll spread the news that God is in our land. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. Amen. 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 There are two scriptures selected for today. The first is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 18 to 21. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will glorify me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I have given waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I formed for myself, will declare my praise. Amen. The second scripture is taken from the book of Colossians, chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And so, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another, 
and forgiving each other. Whoever has a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. And beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, Holy Spirit, we praise and worship you as the one and only true God. Dear Lord, you do something new for us each day and something good. Many times we fail to see it and we allow our afflictions to overwhelm us. Forgive us and help us to see your faithfulness to us. When we fail to see it, strengthen our trust in you through the power of your Holy Spirit to know that you are doing right by us regardless of the circumstances. Help us to hold steadfastly to in our hearts your promises, your promise to us to use for good what the enemy uses for evil. Help us, Lord, to replace terrible memories with the triumphs and the victories you have made in our lives. Dear Lord, you have triumphed over our lives and been victorious for us. And we praise and worship you and we thank you. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, you always will be the victor. We can count on you above all others and above all else. Thank you for being more for us than those who are against us. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, and amen. Amen. Now, now let us listen to the worship song, Down on My Knees. It will be followed by the altar prayer which Sister Helena Thompson will offer today. Just remember 
if you have problems, problems, and they seem so unsolvable, and there's no, 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 no way, no, 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 no way to get through your problems. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today, and and in the spirit we are on our knees, Father, before you, and asking you to lead us and guide us through this service today and in our lives when we are not together. Father God, we just bring up all of those problems, and we know that you have all the answers. I just ask that you give us the patience that we need to keep us holding and waiting and trusting until your time to release the answers to our prayers. Thank you, Father, for bringing us through this past week, no matter how difficult it was. And I pray, Father, that you will touch each and every caller on the line today and those that couldn't make it to the service this day. I just pray, Father, that We just lift up all those that are sick in body, Father. Every TI here on the line, those that are sick and not here, as well as those around the world, Father. For we all suffer together in this issue, Father God. And again, we just ask and will continue to ask and knock at that door of yours, Lord, and pray that you will open it very soon for us and put an end to it. And we pray, Father, for those that may be sitting in jail. Pray for those that may be homeless due to this situation, Lord. Pray for those that are crying out in physical pain and emotional pain, Father. We just ask you to just extend your hand of mercy and your healing touch to each and every one. Father, for those on our prayer list, Father, it's too long for me to name each one of them, but I pray for each and every need, each and every desire, every want, Father, every 
circumstance that is there in the prayer list, Father, that you will be there for each and every one, Father. And we ask that you would just lend us your your ear, incline your ear to our prayers, Father, because your word says that you hear the cries of your children. And we are crying out, Father. We need help. We pray for unity in our land today. We pray unity amongst your children as well. Help us to be strong in you. Help us to love one another as you love the church. Father, teach us each and every day how to walk before you. Teach us, Father, when we wake up every day, place our feet on the path that you would want us to walk on. Help us to not veer to the left or to the right. Give us wisdom and discernment of your will, we pray. Help us to follow after your heart and not our own, which is difficult to do sometimes because our desires get in the way of yours. Many times, I know in my own life, I can say that. And I pray that you would just help us to be patient for your timing. Lord, we lift up every stalker, and we give them, each one of them, to you. We can't see them, Lord, but you can. And you, only you can bring them out of the darkness, Father, and lift up the veil of darkness that is over their eyes. Help them to see who you really are. Help them to see the evil that they are following behind and give them the desire to follow after your heart. Lord, we pray and we thank you, Lord, for the miracles that we're waiting on, for those that will come out and be brave enough to give their testimony and bring others just like them out. Father God, we just pray for our pastor today. We pray that you give her peace and comfort in her body, in her spirit, in her mind. As she um, listens today, I pray that you will bless her and minister to her as she ministers to us. I lift up Minister Juanita to you, and I pray that you will just speak clearly through her voice and that, Father, your words would be her words that are spoken by your Holy Spirit, Father, and that you will help us to understand our lesson for today, Father, and apply it to our lives as we move away from our service today. Guide us in this coming week and all that we do. We just bring it all before you, Lord, and ask that you be a part of everything that we say everything we think and everything we do and we vow to give you the glory the honor and the praise for all things because we do know lord your word says that all things are possible in you father god and so we place all our burdens our cares father our hurt our pain and we place them at the foot of your cross and ask you to take care of each and every one. And we thank you, Father, for every prayer that has been already answered and for those that we are still waiting for the unanswered prayers. 
Jesus' name we thank you, Father God. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Helena, for your very fervent prayer of petition. Now, in preparation for the message, which will be delivered today by Minister Juanita Purdy, let us listen to the worship song, Your Great Name, by Natalie Grant.
Bless the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Um, not sure what happened with the song. There was sound like two songs were playing at the same time. Um, so hopefully uh, we'll get a chance to hear a better version of the song. Um, if not, the name of the song is um, Your Great Name is by Natalie Grant. So um, I just want to encourage you, it's a, a, a song that certainly helps to remind us of the greatness of our God. I bless the Lord for being here today. I honor his presence as always, whenever we are gathered together in his name, we know that he has promised to be in the midst. And so just like any dignitary who is in our midst, we would we go overboard to honor their their presence. And our God is the creator of the universe, the maker of heaven and earth. How much more should our heart delight in his presence being with us? Oh, we want everything to be right whenever we enter into his presence. So, Father God, we ask that you make ready our hearts and our minds to receive your word. We ask, Father God, that the delivery of your word be sound and clear. God, we just come against confusion. We come against the enemy trying to snatch what you have ordained for us to use to empower us and strengthen us. We thank you, Father God, that your ears are attentive to us, attentive to what we're doing, what we're saying. 
all, at all times, not just when we pray, but every day in every way. Help us to remember that. That no matter where the conversation, what the conversation, and who the conversation is with, your ears are attentive to your children. God, we thank you. We thank you. We ask that you bless the service. Bless each person who is here today. Bless Pastor Millicent. Bless Refuge from the Storm. Lord, you have ordained this ministry for such a time as this. I thank you, Father God, where you guide, you provide. Open the doors, the windows, and, and, and open heaven to her. Pour out the blessings. Pour out your blessings that she will not have room enough to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to thank Pastor Millicent for an opportunity to speak with you today, to speak before you. I, as always, I consider it um, just a major, major event. God has told us that everything that we as teachers and leaders do for the gospel, he said that there are are rewards and there are also consequences if we don't take what we do seriously so we have to be very mindful so i appreciate the opportunity because i know that P pastor millicent realized that that is an obligation that we all have to be very mindful when we're um we're speaking we're being the mouthpiece peace we're being the vessel for the Lord so we bless the Lord for the opportunity for her investing and trusting um, the spirit to allow that um, these things to go forward well today I will not try I won't try to be before you long um, I'm always excited when the Lord gives me a word and I just I, I pray that we get the seed of this word um, sometimes when we hear things we tend to look at one focus or another but God is teaching me that I have to look at every area of my life not just the part that is targeted but every area of my life. And I have to apply his word to every area, every area. Those parts that I want to hold on to, <laughs> we have areas that we like to have our own control. We, we, we're kind of comfortable with it and you know, we don't want to necessarily turn it over to be refined by the hand of God. But he wants every area of our life. We want us examining every area. So as we speak this word, we want to examine every area of our life. The title of this message is... Going from better, bitter to better. 
The message is from bitter to better. From bitter to better. Amen. There are some areas where, oh, we have we have better, you know, on lock. But then there's some areas that it really begs for refinement through the Holy Ghost. I am going to come to you um, from Hebrews, the 12th chapter, and the 15th verse. And then, of course, um, we are going to speak to you, uh, use the children of Israel as an example of of um, what what God expects from us. So Hebrews, the twelfth chapter and the fifteenth verse, and it says, "See to it that no one comes short." Some versions say, "Fall short of the grace." of God. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. How do we do that? It says in, uh, it has a semicolon behind that. So it tells us that those are two conjoined independent sentences. And it says that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it defile many. That no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble and by it defile many. From bitter to better. Exodus, the 15th chapter. And the 22nd through the 27th verse gives us a glimpse of how we oftentimes respond to difficult and challenging situations. And when I say difficult, I'm really saying that, you know, I'm not minimizing how absolutely um, devastating and how so serious some issues can be. But we have to remember this one thing. God sits on his throne and he looks down and his hand is not where he can't intervene in any situation at any time. We have to give him his place as creator of the universe, as maker of the heaven and the earth, and as the owner of every soul on this earth. He says every soul is his. So we have to honor his role, his his role, and who he is. Well, we can learn some lessons from Exodus, the fifteenth chapter, 
And I'm going to read um, this. It's the 22nd through the 27th verse. And then we're going to go back a couple of chapters to see what happened. And it says, then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went to the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses, saying, what are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water, and the water became fit to drink. There, this is so critical. There the Lord issued a ruling. Mm. You know, when you issue a ruling, you, that's the judge. That's the judge who is deciding on a, a, an issue, a case that is before him. And instructions, just like the judge. So he issued the ruling and the instruction for them and put them to the test. He said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am of the Lord who heals you. This was God demonstrating his character as Jehovah Rapha. Interesting enough, though, after this episode, he said it reads that they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees, and they camped there near the water. Okay, so here you have in Exodus 15, where the children of Israel, actually, if you go back through the first through the 21st verse, they were celebrating. They were actually singing, praising God, just glorifying his name. It was just a celebration of song and dance. Um, Miriam had gotten the tamarines and the other ladies and they were singing his praises and dancing around the camp. Everybody was joyful. Why? Well, they had just witnessed God destroying Pharaoh's army. They had just witnessed God destroying Pharaoh who was coming after them. And they were taken up by the Red Sea. Anyway. So, of course, um, there, there was a celebration. I mean, they have seen, well, let's see, the miracles. The miracles of being released 
from slavery without going to war. Now imagine that. It hasn't happened in our time. As a matter of fact, or our ancestors, some of our forefathers' time, there was a war in the nation. But this happened, they were released from slavery without war. God fought their battle for them. Not only were they released, they were recompensed for their services. So they had the, 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 they were given, I mean, money in terms of the wealth, um, uh, the gold, the silver. I mean, they were just recompensed for everything that they had suffered and they came out with great wealth. All without having to pass legislation to have it happen. Not only that, they were spared. Their, the, their firstborn was spared because, of course, they saw everything, all those diseases and those issues that had been put on the Egyptians because of their the disobedience and the hard-heartedness of Pharaoh, and it didn't touch them. They escaped that. They escaped the pestilence, the diseases, all of that. They escaped it. And then on top of that, they saw when they came after them, God destroyed their enemies. Miracle after miracle after miracle. So now they're on their way to the promised land. And in that, after the celebration, they had gone three days in the desert and they were thirsty. They needed water. So when they found water, I'm sure they were quite excited because three days, you know, without water, you're famished, no doubt. Um, but when they got to the water, it was bitter. So the place is called Mara because Mara means bitter. The people had seen all these miracles, but what was the first response? What is, and I leave that question to you, what is The first response they had to the condition that was not favorable for them was to grumble against Moses and complain. What was Moses' first response? His first response was to cry out to the Lord. And when he did, God showed him what to do. And immediately the water became fit to drink. But that first response did not go unnoticed by God. As a matter of fact, it did not go unnoticed. It caused God to present 
in a sense to them, ultimatums. This is what you are to do. I need you to listen to me carefully. Why? First of all, everything had been orchestrated up to this point by God. So if he had orchestrated it and they saw it, what made them think that, okay, now in the middle of taking us to the promised land, God has dropped the ball? That's what we have to remember in the midst of our situations. God has not dropped the ball. If he has led you and he has been with you and he has kept you, we have to stop and say, okay, obviously this is a test. This is a test. God told them, I need you to follow me, listen to me, have the right mindset toward me. Because part of that bitterness creates many, many problems. Let let me kind of read to you what bitterness is, its definition, and some of the things that we know um, that uh, we have to be mindful of. The word bitterness comes from an old root word meaning to bite. The process started when Eve and Adam took a bite from the forbidden fruit and lost all rights and privileges to paradise. What happened with Adam and Eve? We know the story. Guess what? Because of the disobedience because of the deception that they fell to it opened just a it opened a mirage of all kinds of issues pain and labor pain uh, hard work um just not having having to work for the needs and just you go back and read the beginning story and you will see how that bite created many problems. And guess what? It hasn't stopped creating problems. So we understand that root word to bite. We understand that Satan orchestrated that bite. He orchestrated that by by questioning Eve and questioning whether or not she understood God's word, God's intent, God's um, commands. And of course, he caused her to question whether or not God said what he said. So in that, he released the poison. 
that once she bit it, it was a poison that was released that has not stopped even today. I read this. It's T.S. Rendell defines bitterness as the atmosphere produced in us internally when we meditate over life circumstances and decide that we have not been given a fair deal. Dr. James Merritt says, bitterness is harbored hurt hidden in the heart. Bitterness is secluded sullenness secured in the soul. It's that feeling of hurt, resentment, anger, hate, and even revenge that often builds up in our heart when we have been wronged by certain experiences in life. According to psychology, it says that we get bitter for one of three reasons. Because of what is said about us, two, what is done to us, or three, what is taken from us. How does we respond to that? Thomas was a college basketball the fifth chapter, the 11th through the 12th verse. Please mute the phone, whoever is in the background. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, much better. Yes. Somebody's phone was unmuted, was messing up, but I, I you sound great. Thank you. Thank you. So Matthew's the fifth chapter, the eleventh through the twelfth verse. Jesus tells us how he wants us to deal with when people are doing all manners and saying all manners against us. He said, blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you. That's the doing. That's the, the saying. And then he says, and say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice. This is our response. And be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets before you. So oftentimes, that's a hard thing that we have to choose. 
But we have to remember Isaiah, the 38th chapter in the 17th verse. And it says, Lo, for my own welfare, I had great bitterness. We have to remember this. There, we are experiencing situations, conditions, and issues every day, every day that are not favorable in man's eyes or the, the, they try to make it not favorable. But see, if we, we depend on the word of God, the word of God says what Satan, what the devil meant for bad, he would turn it and make it work for our good. So even though we may see circumstances that may not seem favorable. God knows how to take those circumstances and make them favorable for us. But we have to allow him. And how do we do that? Let me finish Isaiah, the 38th chapter and 17th verse, and then we will go into that. It says, Lo, for my own welfare, I had great bitterness. So know that you're not alone. Know that it's, this is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun. Great bitterness. Oh, some of, if you've read some history, oh my goodness, some of that stuff is so torturous that I can't even read it. It just, it just causes my entire soul to cringe some of the things that they did in the past. It was completely and totally inhumane. It's unbelievable. I won't even go through it, but you can go back. There are a lot of historical accounts of things that have just been just unbelievable. It is you who has kept my soul from the pit of nothingness for you have cast all my sins behind your back realizing that it's God that we have to cast the cares of our hurt of our pain of our rejection of our torment we have to cast those things on him without fail, turning our eyes to the hills from whence our help come from. You will respond to situations. Psychology tells us that we respond to situations in one or two ways. We will respond it from a perspective of bitterness, being angry, being upset because of the things that are happening, or we will respond it from the perspective of better, doing what the Bible tells us to rejoice in afflictions, be glad when you're persecuted, and casting your cares on him. When you're rejoicing, when you're glad, when you believe that you're blessed because you ha are receiving these 
um, all manners of evil being spoken against you, you're going to get better. It's going to get better. What happened when God revealed himself to the children of Israel as Jehovah Rapha? What happened was just a day later, one day later, after he had given them the command and they understood what he required of them, he took them to Elam, which was a place of 12 springs, uh, plenty of good water and 70 palm trees. Not only were they having, did they have water, but they had shade. He gave them relief. But we have to acknowledge Jehovah Rapha. And the Jehovah Rapha is not just to cure the illness, the sickness Hello? and disease. Hello? But it's also to cure the pain, Hello? the hurt, the disappointment, all of the, the issues that come out of our hearts, the wellspring of life. He is the Jehovah Rapha that we recognize, that we acknowledge in every circumstance. There's benefits to that. God wants us to be able to enjoy those benefits. Mark the 11th chapter and the 25th verse says, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone forgive so that your father in heaven may forgive you your sins we certainly don't want God to hold our sins against us because whether we know it or not whether we realize it or not we all sin we all fall, fall short even the best of us can't get it right. So Jesus tells us in the word that we have to make sure that our heart is free, free to love, free to forgive, free from anger, free from bitterness, free from hurt, free from disappointment, how we cast it on him. Jehovah Rapha will heal us of all of those things that, that somehow besets us. One of the things that psychology and the medical profession has known and publicized is that a lot of illnesses spring from issues of life. 
issues of the heart. We know many of them. The high blood pressure, heart attacks from stress, strokes from stress. Um, we just many, many. I mean, we can go on and on. Diabetes. So, and that's just the beginning. Even the Bible tells us that bitterness um, causes uh, poison to the bones. So we have to be very mindful that even in the hardest of times, and we all experiences, experience hard times, we have to turn our eyes like Moses did to the Lord. He has so much knowledge, so much revelation that will help us, that will guide us through these circumstances. He has the wisdom that we need in order to be able to overcome the circumstances. Fellowship. Fellowship with one another in the presence of the Lord. We need that. And I want to encourage you to continue with all costs. Continue with the fellowship. Ephesians 4 reminds us Sometimes, you know, we're in these situations and um, it's, you find yourself being overcome and flooded with emotions. It is at that time where we have to make sure we're calling on the Lord. Sometimes we will turn our eyes to people. But I want to encourage you that turn your eyes to the Lord first. Let him, let him guide you in terms of what you need to do how you need to handle the situation, even how you need to pray, how you need to pray about it. When we do that, God will fill our hearts with the love that we need, not only the love that we need from the inside, but you will receive the love from the outside. The enemy can't stop the hands of God. And he have already said that he will cause your enemies to have to be at peace with you. We want God's favor. We want to turn our eyes to him because he can control enemy territory. He can control the hands of the enemy. So he is our first source, our first source. Just like when the children of Israel cried out and murmured, 
the first thing that Moses did was turn to God. And God gave him the wisdom. I want to encourage you in that before you turn on anything, turn your eyes to the Father. He knows this situation. He has not dropped the ball in midstream. He knows what's going on. He knows the, the plans that he has for you from the beginning all the way to the end. Don't allow this bump in the road. And some people may be calling it a mountain, but God has already told us what we're supposed to do with the mountains. He said, speak to them and tell them to be cast in the sea. We don't allow this to change our perspective about God's ability. If it does anything, it should increase your, your perspective and your dependency on God's ability because you can't handle it, but he can. So let him. Let him take you from bitter to better. Amen. Thank you, Mr. Juanita. First of all, what are you doing right now? Thank you for your very inspiring message. In celebration, let's listen to the praise song, In Christ Alone. By mercy, me. The invitation to discipleship will follow that and will be offered by Sister Kim.
Sister Kim. Can can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. Um, We are at the point in the worship service where we will offer the invitation to discipleship. If you are on the call tonight, and you desire to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please remember, Jesus loves you. He is in the healing business for those who are lonely, brokenhearted, or at the end of the road. Some steps to take on the road to salvation. Admit you can't save yourself from your sin. Be willing to repent and turn from sin. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you and rose again. And invite Jesus into your heart to be your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer of salvation. Dear God, I know I'm not able to save myself from sin. I I know I'm not where I want to be, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Read the Bible and email us at mgrace321 at gmail.com. 
That's M G R A C E three two one at gmail dot com to become a, a member for prayer or for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible. Thank you, Sister Kim. Now let's listen to the closing praise and worship song entitled I Stand on Your Word by Jonathan Jonathan Butler. That will be followed by Reverend Millicent who will give the final remarks and benediction.
Amen. Amen. Such beautiful music. Um, Sister Helena, thank you so much for the time and the prayers that you put into selecting the music uh, for today. I so appreciate being able to, to hand that chore over to you, and, and it's just been a blessing. Thank you to each of you, the ministry team, and especially to you, Minister Juanita, for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit and talking to us about how to avoid landing in the bitter zone, but rather letting our challenges make us better. Uh, one saying that I think Joyce Meyer used to say all the time was, bitter root makes bitter fruit, and we want our fruit to always be pleasing to God. And so it's, it's imperative that we not get stuck in that area, but that we rather allow it to catapult us into the place of better, the place of more, uh, the place of blessing. Thank you so much for bringing that message to us this afternoon. I wanted to share with you all a little bit more about the candlelight service that we're planning for next Wednesday night. I was uh, I shared on um, Frank Allen's Targeted Massachusetts um, podcast last or conference call last Wednesday night. And towards the end, I think they they had mentioned wanting to have more um, of the good news, and I just suggested that I will share with them about the candlelight service that we had on Christmas Eve and how special it was, but that it meant all the more as we began to realize that as we lit our candles in the different parts of the nation that we lived, we were were piercing the darkness that was threatening to to cover this this, this nation. So I just asked if he... Would mind if we did a try a nationwide candlelight service um, on his next Wednesday night call, and he agreed in such a gracious manner. And so that's what we're trying to get organized right now is a, a candlelight service whereby everyone would come to the call that would start about 9.30 next Wednesday evening. Bring your candle. At some point, I, we're going to ask that you call out the state that you live in, and as you call out your state, you'll light your candle, and that will be piercing the darkness that would threaten to encroach upon your um, your state. There's a book that we're reading, uh, at least using for a guide, as we um, the reference from Refuge from the Storm Church is uh, in barking up on the Daniel fast, and that book is entitled Possessing the Gates of Your Enemies, and she's talking about how to take back your territory. So as we will dare to light our candles, uh, we are believing God to repossess the, the territory that has been taken by the darkness. So those of you who are with us this evening, if you would plan to be uh, meet us at Frank's call on next Wednesday night about 9.30, we will be having the Bible study, the regular Bible study for Refuge from the Storm Church. And um, if you would bring your candle and and be prepared to light it and and tell the devil he doesn't have any place in your your state because we're going to be repossessing those areas by by bringing in the light. Uh, that that is represented by the Lord Jesus Christ, a representation for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Um, so that kind of covers next Wednesday night's Bible study, and following that at Targeted Massachusetts conference call, we'll be doing our candlelight service next Saturday morning at 11.30 Eastern time. We'll be back uh, on to our prayer team meeting. Um, this morning our focus was on healing, and so we are encouraged that for the month uh, of January we'll be looking for scriptures that promises us healing, and we would use those scriptures in our prayers. Um, also on next Saturday evening we'll be back for our regular church service, and Monday through Friday at 6.30 Eastern time for early risers, we're having our early morning prayer time. We also have focus, a focus each, each morning, and I do believe that God is, is, is meeting us and leading us. If there were any of you who accepted that call to join the family of God, the invitation that Sister Kim gave, I want to encourage you to call us. That's what? Someone needs to mute your phone, please. Is that me? Can you hear me? It is Miriam. Um, please, please uh, write us at refugefromstorm at aol.com uh, or write me directly at mgrace321 at gmail.com. Let us know that you have accepted the invitation to join the family of God. We are eager to share with you more about your decision, what your benefits are, as well as to pray with you about any concerns that you might have. For those of you who um, do have prayer concerns this evening, feel free to stay on the line after the recording is ended, and we will be happy to pray with you. I believe that, oh, just want to say one word about the Wednesday night Bible study. We're studying from the book that's entitled Anchored. Um, we're talking about the value of having an anchor in your life when the storms of life are raging under normal circumstances. An anchor is on a boat or a ship, and it's used to be thrown out into the deep so that the boat or the ship can be steady and stable um, at the time that the captain wants it to be. Uh, so, and if a storm comes, then that boat's going to be secure. And I, I learned that when you throw the anchor out, I thought that you, when you throw the anchor out, it just was the weight of the anchor held the boat or the ship steady. But what I learned as I've, we've been studying this book is that the purpose of the anchor is to go all the way down to the bottom and there is to find something to grab hold to. Once it finds something to grab hold to, whether it's a rock or another large object, that's what stabilizes the boat or the ship. And for us, those of us who are Christians who have placed our faith in Christ, he is our anchor. He keeps us from, being, from drifting away when we, are, uh, when we are being invaded by our storms. And these are any storm that life would bring you, be it sickness, be it separations, be it family problems, be it job problems, be it financial problems, be it perpetrators, whatever, would dare to threaten our security. Jesus is our anchor, and he keeps us 
from drifting away. So those of you who, well, we're all in a storm, but if you want to learn more about how to weather the storm, if you aren't having one now, join us on Wednesday evenings as we study from the book Anchored. Um, I believe you'll be blessed. At this point, we're going to pray the prayer for dismissal, and then we'll stop the recording. And anyone who desires uh, prayer, feel free to stay on the call at that point. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you that we can run to you, O oh God, in our times of safety in our times of joy, and we can surely run to you, O oh God, during our times of trouble and our times of storm. We praise you, O oh God, for bringing health and healing and restoration into our lives and to our bodies, O oh God, to our relationships and our finances, God. We are so pleased, God, to know that even when the enemy says no, O oh God, you still have the final say, God. We don't look to the word, to the voice of the enemy. We look to your voice, O oh God. And Jesus said to us that my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger. They will not follow. Father, we just pray in agreement, O oh God, with each other that we can stand even in the time of storm and know, O oh God, that our anchor holds and grips the solid rock. Our solid rock, O oh God, is Jesus. I pray, God, your blessings upon each person that is on the call this evening. Bless each home that is represented, Father. I pray, God, in Jesus' name, that all that they do and all that they say, O oh God, will bring glory and honor to your most holy name. Lead us, O oh, thy great Jehovah. For we are pilgrims in this barren land. We are weak, but thou art mighty. Hold us with thy powerful hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Carol, are you able to end the recording? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.